Huntsville. It's in the piney woods of Texas, very nearby. People are eating at the best restaurant in town within sight of the walls, eating chicken fried steak and strawberry cake. Um, in that town, death and uh, execution is just part of the normal, uh, normal scene. And that particular day, they were executing a man named Exer Edgar Tomeo, um, who had shot a cop in the head three times. He was definitely... Guilty. <laughs> and so there were um, a bunch of policemen who were there with uh, motorcycles. And, you know, there were different sides. There was a side for the for and the side for against. Yeah. And the motorcycles, as soon as they started the execution, which you knew because people walked in the door at a certain point in time, the family, um, they started roaring their motorcycles. And it just sounded like, you know, kill him, kill him. And he could hear. I mean, yeah. I'm certain he could hear. His family could he, he could hear. Yeah. But just that sense of mm, anger, you know. Yeah. Um, it was um, it was very surreal. And where do you stand on on the death penalty? I am personally against the death penalty. Um, I didn't want to make this a tirade against sure. the death penalty because I have found living in Texas that arguing about it is really not. Um, the way to change the world. I, I think it's a racist and unfair system. And basically the best thing is to sort of tell the story as it is and let people come to their own conclusions. Yeah. Um, because really most people in Texas are fairly moderate. They just don't know which way to believe. It's been so ingrained in the system. Yeah. I mean, it's the busiest execution factory in the United States. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's very surreal for us here because we don't have anything like it and haven't right. done for a, a huge number of years. But I mean, with Serial recently and Making a Murder, I think we're actually getting a, a little bit more of a look into at least the possibility of someone being put forward for trial um, or put away unjustly as well. Which Right. Is I mean, and I think that's a huge reason why I think the death penalty is declining in the United States. And that's because of all these DNA exonerations, yeah. also because the drugs are so hard to get now. Europe won't provide them anymore for okay. moral reasons. Yeah. Um, and then the people in the United States who are compounding them have gotten death threats. So, wow. so they're not wanting to do that anymore. And then juries are now allowed in Texas, at least, to um, consider uh, life without parole in addition to um, execution. And most of them are switching to life without parole. Yeah. So, I mean, no one wants to kill somebody, right, when you look? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just going back, you mentioned um, there's Tessie when she's much younger and Tessa now, if I got that? I've got that the yes. right way around. Mm -hmm. How was it writing between the two? The scenes with Tessie, the 16-year-old, were sort of ironically the easiest things I ever yeah. wrote. I'm the kind of author who, or reader who usually doesn't like books that go back and forth in time because I find one part more interesting than the other or it sort of slows the pace. Mm -hmm. And so I was very aware of that, that each part, the part with Tessie, you had to want to go back and it had to not feel too disjointed. So I did that by hopefully keeping Tessie very interesting and intimate and then keeping the parts with Tessa um, and her race against time very pacey. Um, and how do you motivate yourself to write? I know um, you were a newspaper features editor 
beforehand and then decided you wanted to be a writer and right. took the time to to do it. And it took you a couple of years before that first novel was published or picked it up? It took about three years before yeah. it was picked up. And, and both my first novels were rejected by every major house in New yeah. York before they were eventually both picked up by Random House. Yeah. So, yes, it took me it took me a while. And how did you keep motivated in that time? I have a very nice husband who didn't come home yeah. and ask me, you know, what have you done all day? I mean, I think yeah. that was a huge part of it. But, um, you know, you start and you, you write the book and then you spend six months getting the agent and then you get rejected. And then at that point, you decide, what do you do next? And I had a very pushy agent who said, you write your next book. So yeah. that's what I did a little angrily. I would say it's a little darker than the first <laughs> one. Um, and, you know, but at the point where that book had been rejected, I really thought about giving up. I really thought, okay, you know, I should go back and get a real job. I'm not earning any money for the family. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, two months after that, that that an editor at Random House changed her mind and bought both of them. And Amazing. changed the course of everything. So, Absolutely. I mean, I like to tell people, don't give up. You never know what's around the corner. Yeah. You just don't. Amazing. And did you share manuscripts or ideas?